Hi, welcome to the Vine Church podcast. We've got a great speaker today. Hope you enjoy. Let's put our hands together and applaud the Lord Jesus Christ. How many people enjoyed that song, I Saw the Light? Let's give it up for the band once more. They did a great job. My message this morning is called Seesaw. I know we have people here from Indonesia and a number of different countries, and I'm sure you had someone similar in your country when you are a little child. One of the fantastic things of being a little child is when you get on a seesaw for the first time and you get on this end, and when you do, you don't realize that if the person gets on that end, it's 200 pounds in weight, you're going through the roof. And you come off that seat and your butt hits that seat, and the, but it's still a thrill. So you learn very quickly, you always want the person on that side to be heavier, but not too heavier. Just enough to give you a lift and not a sore butt. So that's where we're going this morning, seesaw. But I got a very special friend this morning who's going to come and read my scriptures out for me. So give it up for the, 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 the precious young lady who's about to read our scriptures from Matthew 14, verse 13. In Matthew... In Matthew verse four, 14, verse 13, Jesus takes the disciples from the heights to the tremendous medical straight into the great storm. When Jesus heard what had happened, they withdrew the boat by the privately to the solarity in place. Hearing on this, the crowd followed him from the town. When Jesus landed on a large crowd, he had, he had a compass, compassion and then he healed their sick. As the evening approached, the disciples came to him and said, the remote place and already getting late, send the crowds away so they, can, so they can go to the village and buy themselves some food. Jesus replied, they don't need to go away. You give them something to eat. We would hear only five loaves of bread and two fish, they answered. Bring them here to me, he said. And, and he directed the people to sit on the grass. Taking the five loaves, of, uh, loaves and the two fish and looking up, in he, uh, up at heaven, he gave thanks and broke the loaves. Then he gave them to the disciples and the disciples gave it to the people. They all ate and were satisfi- satisfied and the disciples picked up 12 baskets 12 basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. The number of those who ate was about 5,000 men, besides women and children. Jesus walks on the water. Immediately, immediately Jesus made the, the disciples get into the boat and go ahead on the other side. While he, while he dismissed the crowds, after he dismissed them, he went up to the mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night, he was there alone, and the boat was already considerable and distant from the land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. Shortly, because, because dawn, before dawn, Jesus went out, out to them, walking on the lake. When the disciples walked to him on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, take the courage it is, and don't be afraid. Lord, it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come 
to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Let's give it up. That's great. Really, thanks very much for that. Who would love to have hair like that? That's great. Let's give it up. Great to encourage young guys. So here's where we're going this morning. Jesus, every single thing Jesus did was a masterclass. It was a lesson. It was like a laboratory. It was like an opportunity to train his disciples in something. How many of you were promised when you come to Jesus a life of great abundance, great blessing, his grace is sufficient for you, and yet so many times, so many times, your life seemed more like a seesaw where one day you're up and next day you're down and the next day you're up and the next day you're down. And how many people know that even though you were promised a life, a seesaw life of abundance, many days you wake up feeling like you've got hee-haw. Hee-haw is street language here for nothing. How many, how many, am I talking to the right people this morning? Come on. You have a little moment sometimes. You're up now. Well, that's where I'm going this morning because I don't believe God designed us to be hee-haw up and down emotionally. I believe that when he says he's the rock, he called us, he called us to walk and be a rock, steady, living, on fire, faith-filled, spirit-filled follower of Jesus Christ. That's where we're going this morning, guys. And by the way, if you need a breakthrough and you need a miracle, you ain't going to get it next week. You ain't going to get Christmas. If you come today in faith, you need a miracle breakthrough. You are going to get that miracle breakthrough today. Because when you discover the secret of the seesaw principle in the Bible, I promise you, your miracle begins today. Let's applaud the Lord Jesus Christ on that one. And so the disciples, <laughs> the disciples, they're in this low moment. They're in this low moment here. And, uh, you know, they're in grief, major grief, major confusion, major. And in a split second, Jesus does this. Now, when you read that passage, you can think at times when 5,000 hungry people show, trust me, these guys, they were hungry. They'd walk miles to get there. They are hungry. What's fascinating is they were more hungry for the Word of God, the bread of life, than they were for food. Otherwise, they'd have went for food and not come to Jesus. There's a great principle in life straight away to develop a hunger for the Word of God. But Jesus takes them in a moment, and, and you, you could be a little bit negative sometimes maybe when you think, oh man, that's, that lacks compassion. 5,000 people come up and they say to Jesus, send them away. But Jesus, they don't know Jesus has got a seesaw masterclass going on. And Jesus is setting them up. And so Jesus says, count them into 50s. How many people know that when you're hungry, you, you can't even wait for the table to be set sometimes and sitting in the right places and protocols. And, and so, so Jesus is letting them know some miracles take a bit of time. And sometimes some things have got to be in order before the miracle takes place. But Jesus takes them from this low moment. There's nothing to eat. We've only got a few fish and a few bread. But Jesus 
is starts the master class. He takes the bread and he breaks it. They're into fifties, and he said, "Divide it up." <laughs> Can you imagine five? Just imagine five thousand people hungry to any restaurant in this country. A few fresh, few bread, and then boom! Before you know it, they're getting fed, and they're getting fed. The Jesus, the King of Abundance. He's feeding them. You could see the disciples going like this from the lowest place to the highest place. As that food is multiplying and it's multiplying and it's multiplying, the fish is multiplying, the baskets are left over. And in a moment, but Jesus is just beginning the master class. Straight after the master class comes the test. So, you got 5,000 people sitting there stuffing themselves. They're getting all the fish and all the bread they want to a basket. And straight away, Jesus takes them to the storm. He takes them straight from here, the top of the seesaw, to here. How many people know what these days feel like sometimes? And, and, and you think something's gone wrong. Nothing gone wrong. Nothing gone wrong. Every seesaw moment is a Holy Spirit miracle learning moment. And so they go straight from this to boom. They're in the storm. They're in the boat. And Jesus is letting them see that they failed the test in one go. And they failed the test because they still had not grasped the seesaw principle. The seesaw principle is one of the greatest faith principles in the whole of the Bible. Because what Jesus wanted them to do, he wanted them to focus on what they just saw. But guess what they did? They focused on what they could see. And you got the principle right there. Whenever you focus on what you can see rather than what you saw, they just saw 12 baskets bursting over, overflowing from nothing, few fish, few bread, and they blew it because they focused. The Bible says the minute they looked at the storm, they began to sink. And in life, when your problem shows up, when a marriage problem, a financial problem, a career, when a problem shows up and you focus on what you can see, that's why the seesaw thing goes from morning to night. But people of faith, throughout the Bible, God has set up endless master classes. Because you don't go up and down if you make a decision to focus not on what you see. Because we live not by sight, but by faith. The problem is nobody, I never fully understand how to do that. And now I do, and it's so exciting and thrilling to share with you this morning because it's okay to know we walk by faith, not by sight. Walk by faith, not by sight. Walk by faith, not by sight. But it has to go to the next level. You have to focus on something. So if you focus on sight, you sink. But if you focus on what you saw and what he saw, you never go up and down. I promise you, you will never go up and down emotionally again. And you will see breakthroughs. That wall you're facing right now, 
What do you do when you face a wall? You look for a door. As simple as that. And I hope to give you, I hope the Lord helps me to give you that door today. So that every time a wall comes, every time a mountain comes, every time that tax bill comes, you take your eyes of what you see and you focus them on what he saw. Let's give it up for the Lord Jesus Christ on now. That's the master class. If they were focused on what they just saw, the miracle power of God coming down, they would never have sunk in the water. And I could give you dozens of similar master classes where God continually, and Michael almost preached my whole sermon about seeing the light and speaking the thing. You know, brilliant. But principle number one, quickly, if you're making notes. The miracle is in the breaking. The miracle, the miracle began when he broke that bread. Your miracle is in the breaking. So that moment comes, you're broken with that bad news. You're broken with that thing that didn't go right. You're broken when you got fired from that job. If you keep focusing on what you see, it'll break you. But if you focus on what he saw, you will give thanks for the breakers in your life. Come and say amen. Oh, it's going to take time to get this one. And the miracle began the moment the bread broke. When bad stuff shows up in your life, it's not to destroy you. When bad stuff shows up in your life, that's your moment to make a choice to focus on what he saw before you were born or what you see facing you right now. Now, here's the thing. I meet people, it's great getting to this age. You meet all kinds of people that talk about pension plans. But God has a far better plan. A million, million, million times better. Stop worrying about pension plans because his plan, is I'm calling it a mansion plan. He has a mansion plan. The way of ways. Let me see how the Bible says it. 2 Corinthians 4 city. For our light and momentary breakers. For our light and momentary troubles are what? They're money in the bank. They're achieving for us an eternal glory that far aways them all. That's not a bad mansion plan as far as I'm concerned. Whatever trouble, whatever breaker comes your way. They're achieving. Oh my goodness me. <laughs> They're achieving. They're storing up for you. Glory. Reward. So when you get to, the, when you get to paradise and he hands you the keys for your new mansion, right in there is all the moments you stored up, all the moments you gave thanks for that breaker because he knows where we need broken. He needs what pride, what pride needs dealt with, what doubt needs dealt with, what anxiety needs dealt with, what distrusting, what for, he, he breaks all that thing to prepare us for great, great glory. Point number one, the miracle is in the breaking. Matthew 4, 4 says, man shall not live by bread alone, but on every word. I'm telling you, that's just like a cliche for so many people. But, but on every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Point number two, very quickly. The miracle is in what he saw, 
not what you see. People are sinking because what they see. As soon as the devil knocks the door Monday morning, I'll, get, I'll let you into secret all night long sometimes. I made a mistake of reading a book at 4.30 this morning, a brilliant book called Dangerous Living. It's by Simon Gillipod, young man with little kiddies working in Burundi with murders and blood and guts happening all around him every day. And his testimony is amazing of how the work he's doing there. If you want a good read, check him out. Brilliant, Simon Gallopard. The mistake was I went back to sleep for two hours and man, for two hours I was in those camps getting tortured. Don't read at 4.30 in the morning. Wait till you wake up. And uh, so that's, but the miracle is in what he saw. Now this is brilliant. It's not brilliant because I said it's brilliant because it's in the Bible. Enter into this with me by faith. Come on, let's take a faith. Let's get the faith thing going. He saw you before you were in mother's womb. Jeremiah 1.5 is just one example of the many in Scripture where it emphasizes, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. And he says to Jeremiah, I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Can you just wake up in the morning just once and Focus on what he saw there. He saw you before your mother saw your husband. His husband, her husband, one of the two. Before you were born, he saw your name in the Lamb's book of life. Forget getting your name up in lights. Your name is in the light of Christ Jesus Wake up in the morning and take a moment to meditate and focus on what he saw. This is the movie he saw. And if you replace it with the one you see, you're in trouble. He saw you wandering in the kingdom of darkness. He saw you. He saw you. Oh, he saw you when you got saved and he spilt his blood to cover and protect you all the days of your life. He saw that. Oh my goodness me. When was the last time you woke up? I'm going to focus on those five things. I'm telling you, when you focus, faith begins to fill your bloodstream. When you focus on what he saw, not on what you see. Show me every time in the Bible. It, what, it, what, what do you think he was doing with Abraham? Abraham, counting stars. He's trying to take the scales of Abram's eyes to see the movie that he saw. Because in the stars, he saw your face and mine, all the descendants of Abraham. He saw you. Get this one. Young David, make it. How many people were touched when he said, they were giving testimony about the vine last week, and he said, he said, it feels like my second home. You know, you couldn't get any more biblical than that. It feels like a second home, the people of God. Because the Bible says that he saw you before you were adopted. Turn to the person next day and say, you were adopted, you punk. <laughs> you were adopted. Hey, just let that sink in for a moment. 
People were suffering because dads died and moms died and grands died. And, and that's so very, very sad. But I'll tell you what, you keep, focus, you keep focusing on that. You'll spend 20 years in grief. And it's good to soak in the grief and let that take place. But there comes a point when you have to come back to the Scripture and get your spirits built up again. And I know of no better way but reminding yourself of the benefits of the living God of what he saw. You are adopted into his family. Let's applaud the Lord Jesus Christ for that. I am one serious adopted punk. You don't, you don't ever worry about who rejects you ever again, who likes, puts your like on Facebook or you're a toadstool or whatever. You don't care to hoots what anybody thinks or says or does. When you're adopted by the king into his kingdom and his resources are available to you, oh, end of seesaw. He saw you ruling and reigning in life. He saw you conquering by faith every small moment in your life. He saw you picking up your mansion keys, your, your, your mansion pension, and your great rewards. He saw you. Let your mind wander for a moment. Walking on the streets of gold. He saw it because he saw the end of the game. He's seen the end of the movie. And that's why he says, hey, you can suck these momentary things up. Because the, when the referee blows the whistle, oh my goodness me. You ain't be going to scratching anymore for a few quid here and scratching for a little bit of encouragement. You're going to be walking on the streets of gold. Oh. Psalm 103 says, and here's what you do when the breakers come. When was the last time you thanked God for the moment he broke you? When was the last time he, you thanked God and praised God for the breakers? Because it's when the bread breaks. When our self-confidence and our self-reliance and our self-determination, when all that stuff breaks, the miracles in your life begin. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget what? Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits. What is he saying? Take your eyeballs off what you see and get them on what he saw. And I tell you what, you just wake up in the morning and you just take five minutes and you just meditate on what he saw. Then no matter what the devil hits you with that day or what he brings to you that day, you ain't going to go down because like Muller and like Wigglesworth, they spent the first 15 minutes of every day getting the soul into the joy of the Lord. There is nothing greater to get your soul in the joy of the Lord than to feed on the bread, the living bread from the living light first thing in the morning. And you could even write your own list down because there's hundreds in the Bible. But I want to encourage you. When Mr. Depression knocks your door, Mr. Disappointment, Mrs. Trouble knocks your door, I want to encourage you. Take your eyeballs and your spirit. Take it to the Word of God and flood your soul with what he saw. Because what he saw will change you forever. Come and say amen. Third one. Third one is this. The miracle. Michael already said it. Where's the miracle? Where's that breakthrough you need? You know, who's standing in the way of your miracle? Your partner? Your boss? The bank manager? Wouldn't it surprise me if he does, Ben? 
the miracle. Where is this miracle? I'll tell you where the miracle is right now. The miracle is in your mouth. You see, the Bible says in Psalm 109, God's word is a lamp for your feet and a light on your path. The moment you begin to focus on what he saw and you speak it out, I'm a child of a king. I'm seated in heavenly places. I'm called to rule and reign. I have been adopted into his family. His grace is sufficient for me. I can do. The moment you speak out, your lamp to your feet is switched on. You could see nothing but the mountain before. You could see nothing but the truth, you know, the the obstacles before. Those accusations, these horrible emails, different things. That's all you could see before. But the moment you focus on what he saw, and the minute you speak them out, you release faith-filled creative forces, and it is like a lamp comes on before you feet, and all of a sudden you know where you're going now, you know where you're heading now, you're not in conf- depression anymore, you're not in confusion anymore. All of a sudden, the lamp for your feet is switched on. But when you focus on the mountain and focus on the problem and talk about the problem, guess what? The lamp is out. But to ignite the lamp, you feed on the Word of God and you speak it out. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice in it and be glad no matter what. Boom! You're releasing chemicals in your body because I'm not medical. I can't remember the names for them all. But here's the thing. Something's going on in your body, your mind, your spirit, and your faith, and the spiritual atmosphere. When you speak out the truth of what he saw, because when you begin to do that, guess what happens? You begin to see what he sees, and you no longer focus on what you see with the human eye. Your lamp Your word is a lamp unto my feet. Now, here's the thing. The moment I was listening, I love all these gold cast clips and different, you know, some people think they're cheesy. Well, I love cheese. Anyway, even if it's green and moldy, end of story. But I like especially a little biscuit beside it. But but here's the thing. Oats has to be oats to be healthy, you know. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. This one clip came up, and it's an old, old coach, professor guy. He has, seems to have a speech impediment, but, but he's talking. And, he, and he, he's touching a little bit in his problem. He says, listen, quit talking about your problems, because I've got news for you. 90% of human beings do not care. And the other 10%, they're glad you've got the problems. <laughs> oh, nobody else laughed. I thought it was funny. Not very much compassion now, really, but anyway. The moment you stop speaking about the mountain and to the mountain, and you begin to speak out what he saw, I am adopted into his family. When we, that's why I love the title of that song. That song is not, I see the light, and I'm going to see the light. It's I saw. And do you know what? That's why the Bible says about older women and younger women, guys, teach, teach young guys, teach young ones what you saw. They didn't see them. That's okay. It don't matter. You didn't see what was going on before the creation of the time. That don't matter, but Jesus saw. 
And so I'm adopted into his family. You begin to speak that out. I'm the head, not the tail. Hey, his grace is the first in me. I can do all things. Now here's the thing. I want to invite you today to switch your thoughts on like never before. I'm sure many already got it switched on, but I want to encourage you. Go back and visit. Go back and visit. I was supposed to be enjoying a holiday, but Elma's buying notebooks and she's spending every other minute writing down all the moments that God showed up in her life. She even wrote down about the moment she met me. I don't know if that was God or the devil sometimes, but anyway, she wrote it down just the same. But here's the thing. We all wake up like Elijah sometimes. He's up here. He saw what God could do. He took his eyes off the power of God destroying the 400 plus prophets, false prophets. He took his eyes off that and he began to put his eyes on what he could see, this evil Jezebel lady. And the great, even the great, great, great Elijah began to sink. But I want us to release an anointing of the seesaw principle today. And before the devil comes, before the troubles come, you wake up in the morning, you get the word out, or you just begin to pray, and you begin to visit what he saw. And focus your eyes on what he saw. You may not see the miracle yet, but the moment you begin to focus on what he saw, rather than what you see, the miracle takes place. The greatest, the greatest seesaw moment in, of all time was that moment the king was there, seated with the father. The greatest seesaw moment of all time. That moment when you and I were here in darkness. And the king came down. 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 And he went to the cross. And when he went to the cross, he kept going down. He kept going down. And he went down as far as you could possibly go, right down into Hades, to take back the keys that were stolen, the keys of authority, the keys of power, the keys of a, the keys, so that you and I don't have to be locked in no prison no more, so that you and I, and when he took the keys and he conquered death, you were raised up into newness of life the moment you accept that. Let's applaud the Lord Jesus Christ on that. That's what you call a Sunday school clap, by the way. That, that's what, that was good enough for your Sunday school teacher, but we're clapping the King of Kings, guys. Come on! Get this. Lindsay, you bring the band up. <laughs> and the great thing is, the great thing is, the greatest master class, seesaw master class, was that moment. And the reason was this. A beautiful exchange took place. He's here, ruling and reigning behind be the Father. You're here in darkness. But when he came down and when he did this, guess what? The great exchange took place. You went. You went from here. You went from here. I'm shooting straight with you now. You went from here. And so when he's down here, you're here. You're here. He took your place here so you could take his place there. And the Bible says when you come to him and you put your faith in him. And I don't want to make light of anybody's troubles here. Trust me, I know what death's like. I've buried more members of my family than I can count. 
I know what it's like. And I know what tough times is like. I know what addiction's like. I know what stuff is like. I know what it's like to be betrayed. I know what it's like to be raped as a child. I know what it's like. I'm not making light of troubles. And neither is God. And I hope you don't think, oh, I'm just making light of your troubles. Suck it up and man up. I'm not saying that. I'm saying in comparison with the mansion pension, in comparison with the glory and what he has in store for you, in comparison with that, it's light and momentary. Let's applaud the Lord God for that, guys. Come on. We're finishing soon. And guess what puts a seal on? Here's what puts the seal on. Here's what puts the seal on. When he comes to you at that place and he lifts you up. You put a seal on your deal. The Bible says he envelopes you in his love, but you seal the envelope. The moment you take this thing and you give it to somebody else. You give it to somebody else. With every eye closed. With every eye closed, please. Out of respect for everybody in this room. If you don't know Jesus. If you've been in that moment. And nobody gets you. The only person that gets you. Is your pillow. The one that's there to collect your tears every night. Because of that death, because of that addiction, because of that trouble, because of that abuse. And you think, hey man, that, that faith thing, you know, that's fine. I'm not good enough. Nobody's good enough. Everybody's fallen short, guys. Everybody's hit the low place in the seesaw. But I want to tell you today, you may not even know your mother, father. You may not even know your brother and sister. But you're flipping adopted. The moment you give your life to Jesus... You're adopted into his family. You're radically, radically adopted into the Father's arms, the Father's love. And he'll never fail you. He'll never leave you. And when you do, you've got something to give away. With every eye closed, if you're in that place, if you know what that place of darkness looks like, you need a miracle today. You need to come out of that darkness into his light. Jesus is the light. He's the answer. He's the only human being that won't stitch you up and never fail you and never let you down. If that's you and you know, you don't have the guts to do it and you're a bit embarrassed and you don't understand it all, but you know you're so desperate, you're so hungry, you need to feed then I want to invite you to give your life to Jesus today and invite Jesus, the light of Jesus, come in your life and begin a new life living by faith. With every eye closed, pray this prayer after me. Pray this prayer. Lord Jesus Christ, in this moment, I know what darkness feels like. I know what darkness smells like. And I know what darkness looks like. I have a broken heart. I've got a grieving heart. I've got a guilty heart. Forgive me, Lord Jesus, for every sin. I forgive every person that sinned against me. In this moment, Lord Jesus, come into my life. And I will give my life to you. 
I'll start like a baby, reading your word and learning your ways. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. With every eye closed, if you prayed that prayer today for the very first time, with every eye closed, raise your right hand because we want to encourage you at the end. We're not going to embarrass you, but if you prayed that prayer for the first time today, there's one. Anybody else? Anybody else got the guts to cut the deal with Jesus today? You've cut every other deal. You've cut every other deal you could cut and it's cut you back. But He cares for you. Anybody else? Quickly and then we'll move on. We give you thanks, O oh God, for the wonderful new soul today. We're going to finish with that song. It focuses on the word saw. As soon as the song finishes, Robert's just going to put a two-minute clip on you can sit back and just enjoy a two-minute clip. Because one of the great, what seals the deal. When you're in that low place and he comes through for you, what seals the deal is when your eyes are opened and you reach out to somebody. You reach out to somebody else that's at the low end of the seesaw. That's when you seal the deal. When you take what God gives you when you're at the top, and you pass it on to somebody begin to take care take care of somebody who's at that bottom place that's what seals the deal when you take what God gives you and pass it on you notice the bread the bread didn't come from the disciples they didn't even count the boys and girls they didn't count the ladies for some weird reason Sometimes in life you think you've been discounted. I love it when the Bible says a little boy brought the fishies and the loaf. How many people know God uses those that are discounted in life? Discounted, not even counted, but he's the one that God used to bring the great miracle. And the secret is, when you're in that low place to discover there's always somebody ten times lower. And when you begin to reach out to that person and lift him up, guess what? Jesus the King lifts your head in the process. That's what you call a grandson's amen. Come on, let's stand together, guys, and applaud the Lord Jesus Christ. Come on, not Sunday school stuff. Lord Jesus Christ. Sometimes you don't even know what to do to lift somebody else up. You've been low, you've been so low yourself, you've got nothing left to give. Check this little clip out. Hundreds upon thousands and thousands of bits of wee bairns are starving in asylum camps all over the world, from Burundi through to ah, country after country. But one kid came up with an idea of how to go to the camp. And to the kids at the bottom of the seesaw and lift. It's just a little fun clip, but don't miss a powerful lesson. You all have something to lift somebody up. One more applause, Lord Jesus. Two minute clip, then you have teaser. Amazing. Well, let's just give it up for Jimmy one more time. Wasn't that excellent? Superb, Jimmy. Let's just take that message into the week ahead, guys. Have a